Have you ever felt encouraged by someone walking around with a t-shirt with a Bible verse on it or something that you saw online with like coffee mud or someone sharing a quote which was actually a Bible verse? Well, that's kind of what we're going to talk about today, but we're going to go over the most commonly misused Bible verses and the Bible that people use taking out of context and twist it into the suit like their own lifestyles and um, to use for their own advantage and to be abused sometimes. Um, so this is something that I brought up to David that I wanted to do an episode all about this because I've seen this over and over again and even I have fallen into that trap because there were certain people that I followed or listened to that would use a Bible verse but it was actually out of context and we're going to share a lot more about that today in today's episode but um but just wanted to you know just bring up this is something that we have all um struggled with it's not just like oh uh you're you're the one that are in trouble because you know you're always using the bible out of context or whatever but this is something that I struggle with and I still do sometimes I have to attach myself and you know put it against the whole word of God and with the Holy Spirit and and, and in prayer and this is something that Dave and I are going to talk about and I think we're going to do over five or six different most commonly misused bible verses so let's get into it. Hey y'all welcome to the Simple Mission Podcast. My name is David and I am Leanna and and we're we're the Bonds. We are newlyweds in our 20s living for Jesus while just being real and open about our life. Figuring out your mission from God does not have to be complicated. Rather, it's simple. We bring you along as we talk about relationship, family, marriage, college life, simple living, and business. We pray that this podcast is a blessing to your life as we learn together every week and maybe have some laughs along the way. Hey, you guys, David here. Um, I just wanted to welcome you all to the other side. If you've made it this far into the podcast episode, we, we really thank you and um, really thank everyone who listens um, every every other week. And uh, we we see you guys and uh, some of you we interact with and we really do um, appreciate that so, so much. Um, so whenever Leanna came to me with this idea, um, I really felt like that this episode would be really interesting maybe a little bit um, sensitive to some people and or maybe sensitive to maybe not so sensitive to others so um, yeah so this one is honestly we took a lot of research at it Uh, we had to look at these verses like even though some of us have known of them at least for me um, I've known a lot of them but I didn't really understand why why or how they were misused um or you know taken out of context but you didn't know that that didn't happen right is that your point right like i knew it but i didn't know at the same time well and then the other thing was um (laughs) a little funny story is that we actually you know i had already came up with the idea of doing this episode you know in the topic for it and then i think a few weeks later we finally you know that you know, that's the time to, like, sit down and research, and then after we researched, we, we were so, like, mentally drained, so tired that we were, like, okay, we're not recording this today, we're gonna record this later this week or next week, 
Um, so it's, I just thought that was funny because like there's a lot of research that we had to do. And yeah, we passed out, took a nap after we did all the research. <laughs> Maybe she, it was just like a 20 minute nap, but I don't know what it was. It was, it was like the afternoon. Sometimes we hit that afternoon slump. I don't know if y'all have ever been there before, but, uh, and right now I'm actually drinking, um, what, what is it called? I, an ice dirty chai latte yes and and i actually made a rule with myself this year that i'm not going to have any caffeine after 12 p.m so i'm breaking that rule so i can um so we can record this episode yeah we had to get a little caffeine to to get all this to y'all so um yeah so do you want to start with the first verse Okay. um i think before we get into it i just wanted to bring up that sometime you know most of us, at least maybe all of us, can admit that we have tried looking for a specific Bible verse that will suit whatever our argument was or our lifestyle, even though it was uh, sinful. Um, but the thing is, what happened when the Bible is misused or abused or taken advantage of uh, is sharing a different point of view, you know, ourselves. And it's pointing back to ourselves instead of pointing back to God. And the Bible is a book that shares about who God is and how we are called to follow him. And so when we take that out of context of what the Bible is really meant to be and used for, then we're really hurting the people around us and ourselves too so i wanted to say that and 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 it's okay if you know you have struggled with this it's just like i said in the beginning Mm -hmm. Um, we've all struggled oh yeah and so some of the bible verses you might be really surprised on well you might not be surprised and some of them you might be surprised because uh there's a lot of uh like content and research that we did that we'll share with you um so yeah so the first one you want to say what it is, and then I'll read it out loud. Sure, it's Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. That probably wasn't a surprise. <laughs> I've I've heard this so many times. Um, but I'll read out the two different versions. Um, the ESV says the, for I know the plan I have for you, declares the Lord, plan for welfare and not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. The NIV version says, for I know the plan I have for you, declares the Lord plan to prosper you and not to harm you plan to give you hope and a future <sighs> well 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 where are we gonna stay here <laughs> um the thing is i'm pretty sure that most of y'all know this but this has been used over and over and over and over again for um like graduation like high school and college and uh and of course you know god is dead and he does promise to be faithful to us but you know what happens if we don't prosper or we don't have success or just thing doesn't happen um or we're going through a tough time in a season in life you know the point is in the contact um the prosper part it's not really fo- supposed to be focused on material possession or accomplishment or, um, you know, getting the job that you want, stuff like that. But it's really just to know that we have the Lord with us and he alone should be enough. And our hope can only be found in him, but not in what we have or what we have accomplished. Do you want to go ahead and tell them what the context is? Yeah, sure. Um, so 
basically you heard the two the two versions and there's a lot of other versions of the bible and they all can be really interpreted very differently and so basically this is kind of the right context of like what we found is that this verse is specifically directed toward the israelites well in the past and so it's directed to a group of people it's not an individual so um you know this this verse can you, you can apply it to yourself but it's really meant an intent for a nation like the United States or like Israel or Canada or Mexico or whatever other nations are out there and so basically the civilization the Israelites were oppressed for so many years by the Egyptian and the Babylonians um, for mm. a long time and so you can imagine being so oppressed for so long that you want a way out and you want it quick and you want it now. And so when the Lord spoke this, you know, the people were looking for a quick way out because they have been oppressed and, you know, and they were in exile and they were in exile and all this stuff was going down with them. Right. And so, basically, the Israelites needed an immediate savior. and But God was like, no, 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 that's not how it works. You know, I can't just pick you up and drop you somewhere in the world, right? But, I mean, I'm pretty sure he could if he wanted to, but he didn't do that. What God wanted to do was to give them the tools, give them the knowledge give them the ability to prosper in their current situation. Even though they were being oppressed and they were freaking out, you know, how can you turn your situation for good? And so that is exactly what this verse is meant for. It's how to basically take a really bad situation and to prosper from it. Mm -hmm. And so, and you know, meaning a group of people, like not an individual, now, that's the context of this first. So you could apply it to yourself and say, okay, like, I realize I'm in a really bad, bad deal right now. Like, I don't know. Like, everybody has their own bad situation. But instead of, you know, turning that situation inward and saying, oh, how can I fix it? You know, how can I make it better? Instead of doing that, you can turn to God and say, hey, God, like, like help me, give me the knowledge so that I can prosper in the situation, so that I can so that I can thrive where I am, you know, instead of being feeling like, oh, like, I hate my life, I hate my situation, I want out right now. And so that that's the context of this verse. Wow, that was really good. I think the thing is that it's okay, like, like David said, it's okay to be using a verse to, like, be strengthened by and to live our life by. But if we continually do that without taking the time to understand what the whole book is about, like the book of Jeremiah and, like, the timeline, who wrote it, obviously Jeremiah. But, um, you know, it's just stuff like that. Like, we're, we're called to study the word and to want to understand it in that context of when it was written. But then how is it carried over into our life today, you know? So, yeah, so that's the first really huge one that is overused over and over again. So. Yeah, that was fun. Let's go to verse 2. Oh, you mean to read it? Okay. Yeah, you're going to read Psalms it Psalms 46.5. And it is, God is in the midst of her. She will not be moved. 
Wow. I've seen this verse so many times, especially on Pinterest, and I've seen it as, um, I just like to quote, not Bible verse, to be used for, like, you know, baby girl's room or, like, a, a toddler girl's room or whatever, like a painting or, like, a sign that says, you know, when she would wait, she will um, move mountains or something like that. Like it, it, it's the, it's the Bible verse, but it's kind of like twisted and changed up, and it's not even the same thing anymore. So, there are so many uh, T-shirts and women creators have used this verse for like coffee mugs and like a way to get through the day, and that God has straightened strengthened her, um, and she doesn't need anything else. But <laughs> the verse is actually talking about a nation and a city. And Zion is what's, it's called the city of God. And so the she in the verse is Zion. And in the verses above it, you can see that they're referring to, um, like, you know, that God is our fortress. And there's nothing to fear whenever God is with us. And he is the one that strength, strengthens us, even if, you know, bad situation or event happen in our life so it's basically the gist of like what the whole the whole chapter is about um it's not about a woman it's not about women it's about you know a nation and a city you know the people of god having him as their fortress and a stronghold in the midst of trouble or worry so that was that one's about yeah wow well thanks for that explanation Mm -hmm. All right, so let's let's hop over to the next one. So, uh, verse three. This is a, this is a little bit of a tough one, y'all. So I will say this this one's um, very come after us. Interesting. Yeah, nobody come after us, please. Okay, so Matthew seven one. Judge not that you will not be judged. Wow. Okay, I'm pretty sure we've all used this one, whether you're a Christian oh my or God, not. Don't judge me. Yes, I'm pretty sure it has slipped out of somebody's mouth. It slipped out of our mouths before, I'm pretty sure. And like, wow, like, I hope that you guys will learn something from this one because this one's this one's a tough one. And it's probably, we did a lot of research on this verse, and it's probably the most overused verse among Christians in the church and the Bible, as well as non-Christians as well, too. So, it's crazy how much how how many people use this for themselves for other reasons, uh, and so let's kind of talk about the context of this, and we can kind of break this down so that if you ever get tempted to use this first for what it's not really meant to be, then you know you may think twice before you say it or write it or speak it for somebody or for yourself, you know. And like I said, a lot of these verses all have a common theme or a common denominator and that is you so well that's that's the thing is all of these verses have been misused or abused because of your selfish you and and i and me and my and that's why that's why you know let's just you know knock it down like as low as it gets as simple as it gets this is this is the foundation of all these verses is because people are selfish and they want this verse or the verses we're going to list to talk about themselves and how they can better themselves and how they can get ahead of somebody else. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So now that we've said that, um, so Jesus is speaking, right, 
end this chapter. And the kind of the layout of everything is that Jesus was, I think the disciples were talking to him. They were asking him questions. They were Mm -hmm. questioning him. And um, this is the very, very first verse that literally is like spoken. Um, But however, we think, I think that Jesus was around the Pharisees at the time, around like the Sadducees and the leader of the church. And basically, I think, and a lot of other people think that he was speaking directly to them saying this, you know, um, and so do you want, do you have anything else to add? I mean, there's a lot, but. Yeah, there's a lot more in this one. So well, the thing is, I just wanted to point out, David doesn't think that there's research behind that, that um, he was really kind of speaking to the Pharisees and the people, but mostly to the Pharisees and the leaders of the church because they were very quick to condemn others, but they were very unwilling to look towards themselves and at their own fault and shortcoming, um, they would judge everyone else, but they wouldn't judge themselves of what they've done that's wrong. Um, you know, the whole matter here is, you know, we're all going to be one day judged by God. And that's where the Pharisees fell short because they judge not only man, but through God. And they were still faulty and they still fell short every time. And so, you know, for us as Christians, we can use this verse, you know, to justify our sin and what we do that. It's, oh, it's not wrong because no one's supposed to be judging me. It's okay. As long as people don't judge me and call them out or call us out. But, you know, Jesus himself, he showed compassion and grace to the woman caught in the adultery in John chapter 8. But after she was saved from being stoned by the uh, religious zealots and leaders, he told her, there is no one else condemning you, but go and sin no more. So... In a sense, that's like Jesus, not judging her, but he knows that she was in the wrong and he saved her because he had compassion and grace for her, but he also commanded her to not sin anymore. So, and I think people take that as, you know, that judging someone, oh, you can't judge someone, or you can't do that, that's judging. Um, But in a way, we have to, we're not called to judge and gossip or speak ill of someone you know, behind their back or to their face, but because that's not really love. Rather, the thing that Jesus was calling out was don't be hypocritical because, you know, we're not perfect. None of us are. Only God is perfect and we're called to follow after him and do and say things to other people with love, right? Right. So the other thing is, you know, to believers and Christians, we are called to call people out of love of their sin, you know, so that they can repent and turn back to God, or if they don't repent and they keep going along in their sinful ways in the church, then they're just going to, you know, not be of the church leadership or all of that kind of stuff. That's within that content that that is okay not to, uh, this, this is what's so hard about this, it's like, oh, it's okay to judge someone, 
what we're saying is it's not okay to judge someone that's like on the outside of a church and like you know obviously either they're not christian they're not saved like how will they then know what's right if you keep judging them they didn't think that all christians are like that um and so but within the church you know if there's a christian leader that is you know sinning you can't just like let them keep sinning right like you have to call them out you have to you're judging that they are doing something wrong you have to call them out in love and with truth um so that they can move on and they can turn from the sin that they're doing and if they're not going to turn from it they have to step down from leadership right right so that's what the whole context is kind of about but um that one that one's really hard because people do use it and say oh well jesus said don't judge so that you can't be judged but that's not true that's not the whole uh like context of it right wow i was talking for a while <laughs> yeah you go girl so <laughs> yeah but this one's this is difficult and like I've heard it a lot and I, 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 you know, you really have to like look into this stuff because it's, it's kind of, it's interesting as to like what the real definition of it all is, not just what word for word, but you have to like look at what's going on and how it can apply to you and how can it apply to other people, you know what I mean? Instead of applying it for yourself. Um, and so, yeah, pretty good stuff. Um, so I think kind of to sum that one up basically is that you know it's a heart thing and an attitude thing like are you humble are you compassionate are you passionate about something but remaining humble at the same time you know Mm -hmm. like it's one thing to call somebody out or to judge them you know in love and saying hey like i've messed up too this is how i found a way out you know versus oh why are you doing this you're gonna go to hell um you know you never say anything about yourself and you never say anything about how you struggled you know what i mean and so i feel like here i feel like where this really comes to play is you know basically like your testimony and stories like telling someone about an event or something happened in your life if you really feel passionate about helping somebody and doing that with love you know, um, I, I don't know. I like to tell, I like to talk to people and, and when I'm trying to explain something, I like to use something from the past or a story or somebody else's story. Cause that's how a lot of people can relate to things, um, is by storytelling. And so, you know, that's one way to do it, but there's a lot of other ways too. <clears throat> so, so let's go on to the next verse and that's Matthew six thirty three through 34. So I, I'll read this one. It says, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all of these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. You Dang. want to start or you want me to start? Yeah, so um, why don't you start? Okay, so in this one, um, it's not that hard to understand once we like kind of went into it a little bit more and researched about it but it is something that you know when we found it online um it is something that people use in the prosperity gospel mindset so the prosperity gospel is like oh you know um i am i am successful god will bless me i i will i'm rich and i have all these things and because i follow god and i give all all that i have um, and all that kind of stuff. That's, that's the prosperity gospel, right? 
um maybe one day we'll do an episode on that more that's something that uh, I really don't like at all (laughs) um but anyway David actually found this so you know how I just said you know the first word is but so you know B-U-T, not the other word, but uh, that's a conjunction word. And that basically shows us that it only connects about half half of an idea or meaning, but the other half is not there. So I don't have all of the, <laughs> I don't have the verses before that on there. We should have put it on here. Yeah, we, we should have. But um, it's the, the whole um, passage is about, you know, don't worry about what you're going to eat, what you're going to drink, what you're going to wear, you know, all that stuff. Like, And if you realize when I said all of those things, those are like the most basic needs that we need in order to live each day, right? Right. Um, so... The whole passage, the context is don't worry about your life. God will meet the needs, the most basic needs that you need, like eating, drinking, and wearing clothes. This ties into being faithful to God and his kingdom in every aspect of our lives, like tithing, committing to reading your Bible, praying, getting closer to God, going to church, serving, and more. All of the basic needs will be met when you seek God and his kingdom first. Not the things that you do want. That's the thing I wanted to highlight and point out that's where the prosperity, you know, gospel comes in. Um, it's not focused on the things that you do want, just on the things that you need. We, we, we are called to rely and trust on God that we will have what we need to eat, to drink, to wear clothing, and all of those basic needs will be met. And instead of worrying about it, we are called to trust him through it all. Do you have anything more? Dang. That's good. Um, yeah, so I think like like Leanna really did a really good job with summing this one up. Um, you know, I think the most common you uh, misused verse is the first section starting with but, but seek first his kingdom, I think, and righteousness. I think that's probably the most com- commonly um, misused um, Bible verse. But look, like, you know, God, God wants you to be as successful he wants you to be like he wants you, all your needs to be met like he wants you to to have more so that you can basically um share more right god doesn't want to like hold you back from like your dreams and your destiny and your legacy however you know god wants to be there with you and he wants to be a part of it and so that's that's kind of the difference is right whenever you make it you know about yourself and you know about what you can get then that's where it changes drastically and that's where people have gotten stuck with this verse Mm -hmm. is because you know um because like leanna said it's only half of the idea um and so you know i don't know so if we can rely on god you know to to take care of our basic needs you know um then they will be met you know Mm -hmm. and there's plenty of stories and bible verses in the past in the Old Testament especially, that this is well, well pronounced, especially when it comes to food, water, and clothing. Really interesting. There's a lot of really good stories out there, especially when they're talking about like the Israelites and going into the Promised Land. There's tons of stuff of where God really took care of their basic needs. So go back to the Old Testament, read about Moses uh, and the people coming out 
um, from Egypt, and you'll you'll see all those great examples. So, so let's talk about the next verse. You want to read it? Yeah, sure. So, um, this is Luke chapter eleven, verse nine. So I say to you, ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find, and not, and the door will be open. So, but what we found is most people say or share only the first part asked him and it will be given to you and that's it there's no like other contest it's just like the first like seven or eight words um and so do i have to turn the paper so this pretty much ties into what i just said in the previous uh bible verses that we were going over that asking God for what you want and you're going to get it. That if you only ask it and not, God is is just a wish mach- machine or he's like Santa Claus that we can wish for whatever we want and we did it. And if we don't get it, we can throw a tantrum and, um, you know, cry out, God, why, why didn't you give me this? Why didn't you give me that? And stuff like that. But he isn't a wish machine and he's not Santa Claus. That we can ask him for what we want and we can just expect to get it. Um, you want to go ahead and finish that part? Yeah. Um, so this one really works well with the, the one we just talked about. It's kind of on the same context as the other one. Um, and so basically, whenever you're praying to God and praying to Jesus, like, where is your heart at whenever you're praying? You know what I mean? And kind of like how Leanna said, like, God is not a wish list. He is not a Santa Claus. And also, if you go back to um, the verse that we talked about earlier in Jeremiah 29, 11, you can go back to the first, like, five minutes of this episode and you can hear again what happens whenever the Israelites want that quick fix or want that solution right now. Uh, and so basically you pair that with this verse and you got your answer because, you know, you can't, it's, it's, it's really hard for, you know, I guess for even Santa Claus to like make wishes happen because it's, it just doesn't happen like that. You know what I mean? And so, and he's not real. And so Jesus is real. God is real. And it's great to ask God for stuff. Like we pray for stuff all the time. But, like, is that all we're doing? You know, I don't think so. I mean, we're not just doing that. You know what I mean? Like, we we talk to the Lord. Like, we, we get in His Word daily. And, you know, also, too, like, we ask for stuff, like, as well. And some of it comes true. Some of it doesn't. But, you know, um, but maybe whenever something doesn't happen to you that you really want happened, or it does happen, but in a different way, maybe it's for the best. And so, you know, we can have that connection. We can have that desire to reach out to him. But, you know, however, it's when our minds and our hearts aren't aligned to God and his word, that's when things get a little messy. Mm -hmm. But if you are aligned to God and his word, then we can ask, seek and knock and the right things will will come true. So, yeah, I think the other thing is like. We're not only praying just to, you know, ask God for what we want. Like, we're praying, we're, you know, it says in uh, uh, Thessalonians chapter 5, it's, you know, rejoice always and pray continually and give thanks. Um, And so that's something that we have to do daily and you have to choose to do it, not just because 
it's the right thing to do, but because you want to, right? And so, and also prayer is a way to, you know, connect with him and just to know him. It's not a one-way thing where you, you know, drop off the mail at the mailbox and, you know, you don't hear anything back, right? Uh, it's like a phone call, like prayer is like a phone call where you talk and you pray, but you also need to be quiet and be silent and wait for his answer. Or if he doesn't give you an answer, maybe he'll he'll give it to you later on. Or it may not, like David said, it may not be the way that you wanted. Um, but yeah, it's out of, you know, having that connection with the Father and having that desire to want to do his will and his purpose, not our own will and our own purposes. Um, so that's what the whole... I just context of that versus about, like, you can't just ask for what you want. Like, that's, like, the wrong intention. You know, you can ask for it, but you have to remain faithful to him, even if he doesn't give it to you right away or never. Um, and we we won't know, right? <laughs> right. So, yeah, that, that's the whole context of that one. Dang. That's good. Okay, we have our last verse. What can you all think it is? I think y'all might know what this is. Um, it's Philippians 4.13. I can do all things through him who strengthened me. <laughs> um, I've heard that so many times. Have you? Yes. Yeah, you've heard this a lot. Um, and y'all probably have too if you're listening to this. Um, and what's so crazy about this, you know, this book of Philippians is known as the book of joy. And Paul actually wrote this while he was in prison. <laughs> he was in prison writing this, and this is considered the book of joy because he was so joyful to share about God, and it didn't matter where he was or his circumstances. Um, so, yeah. So, anyway, this verse has been used so many times in taking on content, you know, more for, like, promoting yourself and our own strength rather than relying and trusting in him and... And God that gives us the strength. Um, this also ties into the prosperity gospel and the self-help gospel. Which is another gospel that's like, oh, I can do it. I don't need God. But, you know, he'll help me sometime. But it's mostly my power. My own strength. Um, and so, anyway. Do you want to kind of, like, move on to the next point on that one? Yeah, sure. Um, so... You know, as we stated, uh, Paul was in house arrest in prison writing this book. And, um, you know, he highlights these circumstances. So if you read a little bit before this verse, he highlights, I know how to be brought low and I know how to abound. In any and every circumstance, I have learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger, abundance and need. So basically what he's trying to say here is that he has faced in his own life two extremes Mm -hmm. you know and he's lived through both and he's currently probably living in hunger and he's probably starving and he's stuck in the moment of writing this and so basically this verse is stating that paul was thankful and content with where he was with what circumstance he was in with who he was with with what people were saying to him or what he was doing because he had the strength of Christ living inside of him. And he was 
content. And so that's what this verse is being us all about. And yeah, it's really impactful and it's very motivating. And you know, the Lord does strengthen you and you can do all things, you know, however, this is meant to be used whenever, like, basically knowing that God is still there, no matter what you've done or what you're doing or what you, what you're going to do. And he is the strength that like we need to rely on and to fall back on. And that's what it's all about, you know? And so, um, I don't know, that was kind of a interesting one to yeah. talk about, but as we saved the best for last, <laughs> but you know, like those of you that like love this Bible verse, it's your favorite verse. Hey, that's great. You know, do more research. We encourage you all to go back on what we've said and, and study your Bible, study your Bible and, um, go back and like look at some of these things because we learned a lot just by like digging into a lot of it and it was real interesting and so um just kind of looking at it all and so we challenge you all to take a step back if you hear something or if you see something written and say hey like i don't know about that let's look at what's really going on either before or after that was written and so you know but and so that's how that's how we've done it, you know, and um, thank the Lord that the Lord gave us the strength to do all this because it was it, it was uh, exhausting, honestly. But I think it's been well worth it and um, hope you all have learned quite a lot as we have. And so, you know, uh, maybe if there's another verse that like, hey, like, can you talk about this one? Leanne and David, just um, shoot us a DM or an email and just let us know, you know, maybe we can talk about some more Bible verses that are um, commonly uh, kind of misunderstood. Um, the other thing that, you know, since David said that, we do have uh, a way for you to submit your own question or any suggestion. Um, and I think the link will be in the show notes of, like, just submitting it. And it, it can be completely anonymous, so we, we don't know, like, who actually asked the question if you want to keep it anonymous. But if you don't want it anonymous, you can put your name um, after you put your question in. So... Uh, this episode was really fun. Um, <laughs> I'm actually kind of tired. <laughs> um, but the thing is that we always have to remember that, you know, the Bible is meant to be used to understand and just to know God and to draw closer to Him in a relationship with Him, not for ourselves, not to take the added context, oh, well, people can't do this because this was what the Bible verse says here and you know even Christian leaders can you know misuse Bible verses to their own advantage for their own selves and like David said what did you say earlier about you know in all of these Bible verses there's a common denominator how did you say that oh um they're all really a lot of them were, were, were we were and are misused because of you because of the you I me myself mentality Right, and so anytime we put ourselves in the equation, we get it wrong. It has to be only through God and through His Holy Spirit, and because the Bible is living and active, it's not dead. Like it's living and active. So when we rely on God to help us understand what the Bible says, then that's when you know lives are changed, and they're not people aren't going to be using it out of context. So that's why we were passionate about this topic, and we hope that you enjoyed it. Yes, we'll see y'all next time. Bye. 
Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, the best way you can say thank you is to share your support. If you could take a quick screenshot of the episode, tag it at The Simple Mission, and share it online, it could make a huge difference for us, while also spreading hope and light to your friends and family. If you haven't done so, please just give us a star rating and a review on iTunes. This small act will take one minute of your time, but it could potentially change lives forever for the glory of God. Thank you for listening. See you next time.